بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العلم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي all praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we seek His assistance and we seek His guidance and we seek refuge and we seek His forgiveness subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees guidance upon them, none can misguide him. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees misguidance upon them, none can guide him. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship besides one Allah, and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his messenger. Uh, my dear brothers and sisters, um, if I haven't already greeted you with the greetings of peace, then let me do so now. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and blessings and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon you all. I welcome you all to uh, yet another session in our series Provisions for the Hereafter. This is our eighth session after the introduction and uh, today is the 25th of April uh, 2015. And as uh, you saw um, in the email that came across to you, this will be our last uh, session insha'Allah for many reasons so one of them is because uh, we have many brothers and sisters preparing for their examinations some are teachers so they're preparing their students some are students and they're preparing uh, for their exams may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make everybody's um, situation easy and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower upon each and every one of us uh, inspiration and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remind us of those things which we may have forgotten. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless our study and um, allow us to cover um, a lot of material in little time. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. I know, uh, you know, the exam time always uh, is a stressful time by default for many reasons. One of those reasons is because um, some of us, you know, we have ambitions in terms of our achievement and this is important. This is important, important, but we must never ever forget, brothers and sisters. Uh, and this is a footnote to those who indeed are giving exams and taking exams in the upcoming weeks. Never ever forget that uh, the greatest exam is the exam in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the tests related to that particular exam, such as the exam of the grave. And as I told you earlier, uh, we know the questions of the grave, but... Memorizing the answers doesn't mean we will answer it. So every day of our life is indeed preparation for that exam. And the marking will happen on the day of Qiyamah in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So um, whenever you feel stressed out, um, studying for your exams and worrying about that A or that A plus or whatever the requirements might be, you know, for you to move on to your next stage of study or for you to get to your next class, uh, always... Uh, quench the intensity of that stress by remembering the greatest exam in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. And we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the people who received the book in 
their right hands and those who uh, receive their, 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 their books in their left hands and, and those who receive it in their right hands then they are uh, those who have passed they have received the true degree the, the Jannah degree uh, if I may uh, call it that so um, this is just a footnote for those who are entering that particular period um, I've been blessed to be um, a student in the system uh, for many years throughout my journey with uh, IT and then into the uh, first degree related to Arabic language and Islamic studies and then the bachelor's in Sharia and then um, with my master's degree in judiciary which was a three-year program as well, a lot of exams and even now with the PhD, it's uh, the first year of the PhD is full of exams. So, uh, and, and, and the system in Saudi Arabia is that they, they test you double. So uh, a subject, one subject will have two major exams. Uh, which are both uh, important in terms of you passing the subject. So in terms of uh, stress and managing stress and understanding the presence of stress, I I definitely can understand what you all uh, will be feeling. But I share with you uh, these few words of wisdom, uh, these words uh, and thoughts that used to help me um, get through um, these periods. Don't ever forget, brothers and sisters. Don't ever forget... Um, never ever forget um, dua. Never ever forget dua. One of one of the issues we have today is we ask everybody to make dua for us, and we forget to make dua for ourselves. Right? This happens. It's, it, perhaps it's the stress of the exam. It clouds our judgment. So you know, even if it's a job interview, even if it's stress at work, everybody we end up meeting, you know, we we say make dua for us, make dua for us, make dua for us, and then we forget to make dua for ourselves. Never forget charity begins at home. I'm not saying that we sh- uh, it's not allowed to ask other people to make dua for us. It is, uh, you know, within reason, right? Uh, ensuring that we ask people of piety or people that we perceive as pious to make dua for us, ask our parents to make dua for us, ask our teachers uh, to make dua for us. But never ever forget that the most dua should happen from you yourself. You yourself. So ask Allah. Right? All those amazing exam du'as as I call it. You know, you know those du'as where we say, Ya Allah, please uh, make me remember during my study all those answers that I will need uh, in the exam. Because Ya Allah, you know all the questions already in the exam. You remember that du'a brothers and sisters? <laughs> I'm sure many are laughing. And, and you know that other du'a when, when we say, Ya Allah, please soften the, 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 the person's heart, the person who's marking my, my exam afterwards and please blind them to my mistakes, Ya Allah. You, you remember that? Uh, <laughs> you remember that dua, brothers and sisters? Yeah. So uh, I call them the exam duas, right? Um, uh, make make dua yourself and ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Amma yujibu al-mutar ida da'a." Right? فَيَكْشِفُ السُّوءِ. Right? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Who is the one who answers uh, the dua of the stressed one, of the desperate one?" And lifts the burden of them. Who is the one who does this? Indeed, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, even though you ask other people to make dua for you, never ever forget that the best person to make dua for you is you. Never ever forget this, brothers and sisters. The best person to make dua for you is you because you are the most desperate. You are the most stressed. 
right? This means so much to you. you, you the, the heart that cries out to Allah when you make dua to Allah given your situation is that stressed, desperate heart. And indeed it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who answers uh, our dua. So never ever forget to make dua for yourself. May Allah grant us the understanding. So this is one of the reasons why we uh, are uh, closing the class uh, a week uh, early, a week or two. Uh, earlier and um, inshallah uh, as promised we will continue with year one um, part two uh, as we explained at the beginning we'll divide the year uh, into two parts we'll have part one which will run from uh, around September or after Hajj uh, until uh, the beginning of the new year so around uh, January uh, and then we'll take a short break and then we'll continue from uh, that particular period up till May Right, so we have two parts to the year. So, inshallah, we will um, because we obviously started um, during the latter part. Uh, then our part two will be uh, after Hajj. Our part two will be after Hajj. In the light, I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to grant us life and to preserve us in His obedience uh, and to bring us together, inshallah. And as promised, inshallah, we will have. Um, some of those one-off programs, lectures pertaining to Ramadan and any other pressing issues. And inshallah, you will be informed, walillahi alhamd, via, um, via the Zad, uh, via the Zad al-Ma'ad um, uh, mailing list, bi'idhnillah, right? The provisions for the hereafter uh, mailing list. طيب, last um, week, brothers and sisters, we stopped at um, the revelation that came to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and in particular, you know, what was the first revelation? And we were discussing the difference of opinion or the narration of Jabir radiallahu an and the narration of Aisha radiallahu anha. Okay, and um, the conclusion to that discussion was that the first uh, revelation that came to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was Iqra, and um, then uh, after that he became a messenger with the revelation, Ya Ayyuhal Muddathir. So he became a prophet with Iqra, um, and he became a messenger with Ya Ayyuhal Muddathir. And we said that one of the lessons we can extract from this is the lesson of uh, knowledge coming before action. And I recall towards the end, I, I spoke a general advice to all our da'wah organization heads here, uh, that you know, ensure that you, 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 you are a good student of knowledge. Right? Or at least you have uh, a shura board, right? a board of advisors that are made up of students of knowledge because um, it's not conceivable to intend Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without having knowledge. This sharia is built upon the concept of knowledge before action. Iqra, which is a command towards reading, is a command towards education and being educated before you act. And as we, we've discussed earlier, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to his messenger, We found you not upon complete guidance and we guided you. Meaning we taught you how to worship Allah and then you went about your way worshipping Allah. Now you knew how to worship Allah. So knowledge came to you that allowed you to act. And uh, as we've discussed time and time again, uh, even the books of hadith represent this. And in Sahih al-Bukhari, uh, he has an entire chapter titled, Babu al-ilmi qabla al-qawli wal-amal, the chapter of knowledge before speech and action. Right? Which means that even the, the, the scholars of hadith, through their journey, uh, gathering a hadith, realize that we have so many a hadith that put forward this concept of knowledge coming before action. 
right? And don't forget the end of Surah Al-Fatiha, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about those who practice so much without knowledge. And um, they are the people that went astray. Whoever practices without knowledge, they go astray. Because yes, you know, somebody may ask that what would make a person practice when they don't have knowledge? And the answer to that question is love. They love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They want to worship Allah. People who do bid'ah, they, they don't intend to, ha- to, to you know, harm themselves by it or to disrespect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you ask anyone innovating in religion, you say, but I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the person who, uh, may Allah protect, might uh, observe Salatul Maghrib as four raka'at and not three. If you tell him, why did you do this? He'll tell you, because I wanted to make more sujood, observe more sujood and observe more ruku'ah. It's out of love for Allah. But uh, when it comes to worshipping Allah, loving Allah is not enough. You have to love Allah with knowledge. Meaning you have to love Allah and the fruits of the love that you have for Allah have to be built upon the concept of knowledge. So the sharia is big upon education before practice. And that is why the foundation of the sharia is education and ilm, iqra. And the tool of the sharia, the tool of the sharia is the pen, right? Or the instrument of the sharia is the pen, right? And the pen is a tool of education as well. Allah says, الَّذِي عَلَّمَ bilqalam, The one who taught by the pen. And Allah takes a qasam by the pen. When Allah says, noon وَالْقَلَمِ وَمَا يَسْطُرُونَ Right? He takes a qasam by the pen. Allah takes a qasam by this pen. By, Allah swears by the, by the pens and that which they inscribe. So, uh, the pen is an instrument of education. So, education becomes uh, or comes before ilm. Uh, sorry, edu- uh, education or ilm comes before amal and uh, effort. Now, if you look at these two words, ilm and amal, you see, subhanallah, uh, you know, they are indeed twins of faith. Even in the, 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 the physical makeup, you know, you get twins that are identical twins, and you get twins that uh, they exist together, but they're not identical, but similar. If you look at the two words, if Hisham can just stick it up on the, on the whiteboard, ilm and amal, you can see that they are made up of three letters, the same three letters, ayn, lam, and meen. Ain, lam, and meem. The only difference is, in one word, the lam comes before the meem. And in another word, the meme comes before the lam. Ilm and amal. Ilm and amal. But if you look at the Arabic alphabet, in, and this is just uh, from my own observation, right? This doesn't mean that, uh, that uh, I'm saying something set in stone, um, uh, endorsed by divine evidence. This is just observation from tadabbur. Right? If you look at the Arabic alphabet and the way it exists today, subhanallah, you find that lam comes before which letter? Come on, brothers and sisters, participate with me here. Lam comes before which letter? Does lam come before meme or does meme come before lam? Right? Even in, in, in the way it's made up today. Do we find lam coming before meme or do we find the meme coming before lam? Right, we find obviously the lamb comes before the meme. So we so so even though these words are made up of the same three letters, Ain, Lam and Meme. Ain, Lam and Meme. We see that in the concept that comes before action, which is ilm, we have the lamb coming before the meme. The lamb coming before the meme. Ilm. Subhanallah. And then we have Amal. So ilm refers to knowledge. And amal, amal refers to action. 
And in Amal, we see the Meme come before the Lamb. And in Ilm, we see the Lamb come before the Meme. And in the, the natural structure of the Arabic language today, as we find it today, I'm not saying this is how it was at the time of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But as we find it today, we see that subhanallah, the lamb comes before the meme as well. So, I mean, the point I'm trying to get across is no matter how many angles and no matter how many ways we choose to look at this brothers and sisters. Right? No matter how many ways we choose to look at this. Um, the net result will be that we will find ilm coming before amal. Subhana Rabbil ala. The net result is we will find knowledge coming before action. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. You know, I was even thinking about the, 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 the suar, right? Or the surahs in the Qur'an. I was, I was pondering over this just, just this week. I was saying, subhanallah, if you um, look at the beginning of every surah, most surahs, Right? Most surahs. Most surahs. Uh, you will see that it begins with knowledge before action. Wallahu a'lam. Right? If you, if you say, for example, Alif Lam Mim. Or let, let's start from Surah Al-Fatiha. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamd here is uh, not a verb, it's a noun. Right? And even the sentence, it's, 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 this is a noun sentence. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And in it, we have education. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. We're being educated. All praises belong to Allah, Lord of the Worlds. Rough translation. All praise belongs to Allah, Lord of the Worlds. This is education. We, we're not being asked to do something. We are being taught something. Right? Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. We're being taught again about Allah. We're being taught about Allah. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Right, the beneficent, the most merciful, right, uh, the all merciful and the specially merciful, right. Maliki yomidin, we're being taught again, owner of the day of judgment. This is education, right? We're not being told to do anything. This is education. Allah is ta- educating us about Himself, right? Um, we're being educated about Allah. Right? And now that we've become educated about Allah, last week I discussed, right, that if you make someone love you, you want to do, they, they want to do things for you. Allah teaches us about Himself, so we love Allah. When we love Allah, we want to do things for Allah. We immediately say, You alone do we worship. <clears throat> right? We step up now. As a, we love Allah, we don't want to worship anyone but Allah. And you alone do we ask for help. This is action. Now, did, I mean, ask yourself, why didn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put iyaka na'bud wa iyaka nasta'in at the beginning? Before telling us, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin. Allah could have just opened it by saying, Qul iyaka na'bud wa iyaka nasta'in. Say, uh, you alone do we worship and you alone do we seek assistance from. Right? Allah could have done this. But now, Allah taught us first, before the points of action came through, that, you know, who are you going to ask for help? Who are you going to worship? Surely, you, you only want to worship the Lord of the worlds. You only want to seek help from the most merciful. So who is the Lord of the worlds and who is the most merciful? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because He is Maliki Yawmiddin. And He is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Subhanahu Rabbi Al-A'la. 
right? So we, we uh, even the surahs of the Quran come with knowledge. Most of the surahs, obviously, uh, as I've said, there are some surahs that begin with action, like Ya Ayyuhaladina Amanu Awfu Bil Uqud, right? In in the sixth juz, uh, Oh, you who believe. Honor your contracts. This is a command. This is action. But even in this surah, it's not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't teach us about the importance of, uh, or, or the knowledge pertaining to honoring contracts before He, he, he came with, with, um, uh, Right? Because we know in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah speaks about the hypocrites. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us that from the signs of hypocrisy is not honoring your promises. So even in that circumstance, we don't say that, you know, because the, some surah started with action, that that means action can happen before knowledge. No, because in this circumstance, we look at the Qur'an holistically. But if you look at most surahs, in my humble view, it starts with knowledge. Look at Alif Lam Mim, Surah Al-Baqarah. Alif Lam Mim, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابِ لَا رَيْبَ فِي Allah is teaching us, right? This is a book in which there is no doubt. Rough translation again. We're being educated. It's a means of guidance for the God conscious. Right? Uh, again, this is um, uh, a concept of education. Allah is not telling us to do things. Allah is informing us about uh, things. Allah is informing us. Right? Um, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَةِ وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ Allah goes on to teach us about the, uh, the, the muttaqun, the God conscious, and those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is educating us. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to educate us in, in, in many more an ayat before... Um, the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala start coming down. In fact, if you look at Surah Al-Baqarah as a whole, right? If you look at Surah Al-Baqarah as a whole, you find, you find laws towards things uh, kicking in fully at the beginning of the second juz. Facing the qibla, taking the qibla as a way of worship, right? And, and, and then if you traverse through uh, the rest of Surah Al-Baqarah, rules pertaining to marriage, rules pertaining to divorce, rules pertaining to, uh, you know, there's a lot of yas'alunaka, they ask you concerning, they ask you concerning, inform them. Now the rules start coming, right? The action points start coming. Then uh, as we, we, we spill over into the third juz, uh, which, which marks uh, the, uh, the points that end Surah Al-Baqarah, we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking about riba, and speaking about how we should borrow money if we're on a journey, and how to document that, and, so, and, 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 and uh, you know, the processes that will lead to benefit, for example, that we have evidence of the money being taken, and who took it, and the amount, and so on and so forth. So these laws now come, um, even within Surah Baqarah, the beginning is about knowledge. That gets you to a stage where now you are ready to act. And, وَهَلُمَّ جَرَّعَ يعني, and, 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 عَلَى هَذَا فَقِسْ Next time you open any surah of the Qur'an, ponder over this point. When you travel through the meaning, ponder over this point. Right? Look at the beginning and see how many times Allah, how many ayat are there educating us before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to do something. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. So, uh, I just wanted to continue off this particular point from um, our last discussion, just as a point of uh, a point to ponder, or what I like to call those golden uh, words of wisdom, may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, open upon us.